Welcome to the Dorks and Stuff podcast, where perfect Haitian men assemble like the Avengers, and we talk about a variety of topics, such as anime, manga, comics, movies, and any other thing that might be great or mediocre. As you know, as I have to reiterate, if you, I mean, if you listen to this podcast, you already know, you already know what we perfect Haitian men are about. We cook, we clean, we tend to our families. We don't go out to the club. We don't go to Miami Beach or Las Vegas, or we don't go for the luxurious lifestyle, although we do take care of our women, which is a fact. Always. And the most important part, besides cooking and cleaning, we wait until marriage to have sex. Facts. This is facts. So, this is a two-man episode. I mean, is this, is, can you hear me all right? Because this mic is kind of fighting me right now. Yep, I hear you good. All right. So, uh, this is Will. So, it's just going to be me and Sasha for today. Yo, this mic is fighting me, bro. I got you. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Me and Sasha for today. And uh, we will be, actually, we will be discussing Hawkeye today. Well... No, oh, so we keeping this? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Let, because, let, let the struggle be heard. Yeah, let this, hey, hey, hey. You know, with, with every perfect Haitian man, there is a struggle. There is a struggle that is to be had, which is this mic kind of fighting me right now. But it's not. That's good. Good, good job on Sasha's end, you know, Mr. Reliable. I try, I try. He tries. He, he, he absolutely does try. So Listen, we can't stay perfect without some adversity, right? That's facts. That's facts. In order, <laughs> in order to reach that, that level of perfection, some there has to be some adversity or something to help humble us to be the perfect Haitian men that we are today. That is facts. So I, yeah, I'm preaching. I'm preaching. I'm preaching this Sunday. But uh, yeah, but before we, uh, I mean, Hawkeye just came out. Uh, first two episodes on Disney Plus because you know Disney Plus likes to just gift us with all of these side, as I call them, filler stories for for Disney. Well, not Disney for the Marvel Universe. But hmm. uh, before we get into that, which to me is the least exciting part, we are going to discuss. Uh, oh, fun fact! Fun fact: We are before I get into all of that. We are move, we've moved in and kind of made our own studio so that we can have a bit more consistency. Consistency. Wow. We were recording at Mike's. Uh, you know, our schedules kind of, you know, conflicted. Conflicted a bit. So, you know, we decided to build things from the ground up. So, you know, if there are some difficulties, please bear with us as, you know, the quality. I mean, we did actually record one episode before. The quality was just absolutely garbage. My brother deleted it by accident, which was probably a blessing in disguise because you, your <laughs> ear, I probably would have had everyone that listened to that last episode deaf, literally. And then, I don't know, they probably would have been filing lawsuits on my black ass. I got no money. I, I got no money. I got no cash. Uh, I've thought about selling crystal meth a couple times. I'm totally <laughs> joking. <laughs> About to have a, a, a black Breaking Bad. Facts. Yo, but yo, I watch the show. I know what to do, bro. I know what to do. Yo, I'm telling you, soon as I get two mil, I'm out. I'm out. As soon as I get two mil. I respect that. Yeah. So, uh, but no, we are, we are, uh, we are in the process of uh, making our own quote unquote studio. So bear with us while we, while we're going through this process. But in return, we are going to be releasing cons- content more consistently. So we like to thank everybody that's listening and to continue to be patient with us. But let's get to the nitty gritty. Uh, One Piece today. Uh, I really wish that Lou and Max were here to really discuss this chapter. Yep. Or even my brother. My brother would freaking love like uh, he would he would probably love to be on this episode. All he would say is, "I told you so." There <laughs> there is no point to have this conversation. <coughs> Zoro is the true captain of the Straw Hats. I was say, he said he's the true protagonist of the story. But this chapter was very... What, what chapter was this? It was this 10... 1,033? Well, damn, is it 1,033? Yeah. Damn, it's been 33 weeks since chapter 1,000? 33 chapters. So yeah, not so even weeks, because he took some uh, weeks off. Yeah, that's why I said yeah. chapters, not yeah. weeks, because there's been, you know, obviously some, some breaks. But... Yeah, this was a very Zoro-centric episode. Not episode. What did I say? Zoro-centric chapter. chapter in which 
we got a lot of what we wanted in terms of Zoro's backstory. Pretty much where his uh, where his master came from, where the makers of his swords came from. Mm-hmm. It all tied together perfectly, and it appears we are about to get a Zoro that <laughs> is going to be OP. And here's my thing, because as you know, Zoro right now, like Chopper gave him the medicine to kind of, you know, go all out because basically he fucked himself up against Kaido. Yep. But I think uh, for the next arc in Alba, I don't think Zoro's going to be available. So uh, kind of like how he wasn't available after Kuma uh, Kuma gave gave him Luffy's pain. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, like he was MIA. So I think it's because it's kind of pointing towards that because I I think Zoro because Zoro this has been Zoro's arc to be really honest. Like it, it this has been uh this has been his arc uh his arc in terms of character development. Yep. And uh, the last arc was Sanji. Uh, the arc before that. I mean, it was more law, but I, which which straw hat would would, would tie to that? No, that was more before that. It was I would say it was more Luffy because it was um, Dress Rosa. Yeah, Dress Rosa. Yeah, I mean, but it was more Law's arc because yeah, yeah, Doflamingo, yeah, I got you. yeah, this was tied. Doflamingo was tied to Law's past, and you know, basically him killing his his mentor and his mother being uh, Doflamingo's brother and all that other good stuff. Yep. So, uh. Honestly, what was your uh, what was your overall impressions on the chapter? Oh man, um, I am I love the chapter, and I have to say, I feel like everybody was kind of wrong from what I know about Zoro's master being from Wano when it was actually his master's father that was from Wano. Yeah. So I'm I'm happy that people were wrong about that because that was something I didn't really think about. Um, but also, like for me, I don't a hundred percent like know the timeline between like when someone left Wano, which was maybe like what they said thirty years ago or forty something years like ago, that. something I like think that. It was Fifty. I, I have to go. I have to go back. Yeah, and, uh... but like just just the timeline and stuff like that. It's for me, it's kind of confusing at certain aspects. Like before Luffy actually went on his journey were what were the years where important things happened, stuff like that. So for me, I was definitely excited to see that, um, to get more information on the actual swordsmith that was mentioned pretty much beginning of Wano and like seeing where he is now, seeing what he did and, you know, seeing the fact that he made Enma and Enma was his pretty much like his prized possession, his most valuable sword that he ever created. Well, actually, according to the chapter, didn't he make his two other swords as well? Yes, but um, Enma was the one that was his, that was his um, yeah, magnum opus. Yeah, that's yeah, his, yeah, his prized possession. Yeah, but no, I really like the the backstory on uh, his swords, his swordsmith. Yeah, uh, the battle with King is absolutely fantastic. Yeah, uh, uh, especially the especially the fact that King is like some ancient being, basically some some overpowered being uh, that we don't even uh, really know. Because as we all know, Oda likes to drop freaking hints and then just kind of you know drop them. <laughs> yeah, he just likes to drop them and be like, okay, let's focus on this right now. And it, it's it's a game of ding dong ditch for him. Yeah, he's just gonna you know ring the doorbell and then be out. But the thing that I love about that is that even though we have to wait, like when he does reveal it, we get rewarded exponentially. It's not even like one of these things where like the author drops something and you're like, and when then when he reveals it, it's underwhelming. It always hits with Oda. That's, 100%. that's why like when things are dropped, like for example, um, one example is when Law mentioned the Will of D. Yeah. Back in the beginning. He dropped that for one fucking panel and literally we've never heard of it since and we're just like, bro... The same thing with Quebec. Quebec has been mentioned like twice. And so like that's the one thing that's been Zebec. bothering me. Huh? Zebec. Zebec? My Quebec fault. is in Canada, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I know, but it's, there's a Q on his name. That's why I call him Nah, Quebec. it's an X. It's an X? Yeah. Zebec? Yeah. X-E-B-E-C, I think. It's, Either way. It's so weird how X and Z have like the same like yeah. pronunciation. Whatever. So Zebec. <laughs> so Zebec. No, but that, but that aspect is like really bothering me because I'm just like yo like 
I want to know more about the captain that basically had a whole like crew of Yonkos, mind you. And he had a chokehold on the world, pretty much. Ex- ex- exactly. And not not that they were all in their prime, but I mean, they must have been respectable fighters to some point. Because, 100%. You know, I mean, Kaido, Big Mom, and I mean, I'm sure Big Mom was like, like at her prime or near it or near her prime during that time. Yeah. So that, that, that I'm very intrigued by. Oh, and the fact that uh, the fact that Roger and Garp had to team together to fight this man. Yep. So I'm this that that I'm really like I really really want to know about that. But overall, this chapter is fantastic, especially when he like when like because it it seems that him and Enma are, are so like with these swords. It seems that he has to because Zora mentioned it. He said it's like they're testing him or whatever, mm-hmm. and it's like and the swordsmith said that. You know, it's not that the swords wear you out. It's just that you just... It's basically like you don't have the heart to hold these swords pretty much. Yeah, the the sword is pretty much like, can you actually handle what I'm meant to do? The reason the swords master made the swords was essentially to cut people down and to kill people. Yes. And for Zoro to not 100% kind of like think about that and go all out like he's doing, Enma's like, uh... This is not what I'm made for. You're not using me correctly. So I kind of got to test you. I got to push you to your limit now to like help you understand what my purpose is. Right. So now that he's doing that, this next these next few chapters, I'm going to I'm going to predict maybe like two or three chapters. Now, I think King's going down in two chapters cuz I think though there's going to be one ch- maybe three at most cuz I think one of them is going to at least explain the history of uh, king and his people yeah. and where he came from yeah. because I you can't just fucking drop because with every fight with One Piece like with every crew member there's been some drop of knowledge in terms of the villain's past whether yep. it's who's who uh, I don't think I don't really think Ulti had that though Ulti and um, page one they talked about in the, the like little cover story yeah. things where Oda yeah. would answer questions I guess Kaido took them in just based off of the fact that he knew their father and like their father died, he took them in. That's the most we really get, but we don't get too much like in the manga or the anime. Yeah, from what I understand. Yeah, because I mean, for the most part, with everyone, we've gotten some backstory of where they like. For example, um, uh, what the hell is this Queen? Mm-hmm. With Queen, I think we he uh, correct me if I'm wrong. He he uh, he knows Doctor Vegapunk. Yeah, he he's familiar with Vegapunk and he's familiar with Judge. And kind of like all of their crazy ass experiments on whatever they were experimenting on. Yeah. So I think I think we're we're, <laughs> we're bound to get some type of uh, King backstory. I can, I just can't wait till these things get animated. It's going to be so fire! Oh my goodness, it is going to be amazing. I think. It's... Sorry. Uh, I think it's probably going to be more than three chapters because I feel like. Oda's probably going to do a thing where he has, like, the Sanji and Zoro fight back-to-back. Um, so, um, and then, like, to finish when um, Sanji beats Queen and Zoro beats King, I feel like he's going to have those in the same chapter mm-hmm. and kind of, like, a back-to-back thing. So, like, where they're doing the final attack, he'll have that in the same panel. So, I think it might mm-hmm. be more than three. That's Maybe. just what I'm thinking. That, that, but that's, some, that's something to consider. But I feel like that's something he would do. Because, I mean, the way I'm seeing these battles that Oda's doing with Wano, like, now, he's kind of wrapping it up. Because you can see that all the other... Because, obviously, it's all leading to the ultimate... Basically, the the final showdown. Yeah. The uh, the main... uh, What do they call that? The uh, main event. Yeah. Which is going to be Luffy versus Kaido. Yeah, which is happening right now as we speak. So, I think it's going to be one of those things where it goes back, like, five minutes ago, and then it's going to begin where we see that fight. Yeah, but I mean that's going to be I mean ob- that's obviously the main event. So 100%. what what Oda normally does he concludes everything around mm-hmm. uh, and and it's not even Wano he's done that pre like with other uh, arcs as well like yeah. everything concludes around uh, the whoever Luffy and the main villain is so that that can basically be the main fight for that like, we focus on Alabasta main example. Um, Andres Rosa, another example, yeah, of where all the other fights are happening, but they end, and then we see Luffy versus like whoever he's fighting. Yeah, so that's what I mean. That's what I'm expecting. So, but and he's doing that pretty quickly because he wrapped up Jinbei. 
Mm-hmm. We wrapped up uh, Nami's fight. Uh, uh, I think face? it was Nami and Frankie. Yeah. Yeah, it was Nami and Usopp. Yeah, Frankie, uh, Frankie's Frank fight. wrapped up, I think. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Every, everyone's pretty much wrapped up. Now it's uh, Brooke and... Brooke and Robin running away from CP. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Brooke's protecting Robin. Yeah. Uh, oh, and uh, oh, and another thing. Uh, I think that was last chapter. That was because uh, Apu and, and Drake, Drake is yeah. fighting CP Zero. Who? There's a lot of good shit going on. Yeah. In Wano right now, Luke thinks that it's going on too long. I'm like, you are fucking bugging. Like this arc is arguably one of the top three best arcs right now. Like in Easily. one piece. In my opinion, of course. In my opinion, I, nah, I agree. He's he still argues. Uh, he argues Water Seven, Sabadi, and Parama. I can make an argument because I mean, when I say Water Seven, I count Ennis Lobby too. Because you know, yeah, the manga separates Water Seven and Ennis Lobby. I put them all together. It's all the same shit because they they come in. with... It's this. all part of the same story. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's not to, to me. It's the same shit. So, yeah. So I, I'm kind of the same way with um, Sabeori and um, the Paramount War. Yeah. Because I feel oh. like all I feel like all of that is pretty much all one thing, because we see them break apart, and we see each of them kind of like on their own tiny adventure, and then the main focus is Luffy. I see what you mean. So I kind I kind of put that together, but I know it's broken up in both yeah, the anime like, and the manga. It's like Sabadi, then um, then we go what, to Amazon what? Lily, Amazon Lily, Impel Down, the yeah, Paramount War. Exactly. So I see, but what it's you, it's all connected, which is one of those things. So like, um, yeah, because it's all connected to Ace. I see what you mean. Yeah. I see what you mean. But yeah, I can't. Oh, that's different. That's different because it's each. Oh, I can't even be. I can't even disagree with you fully because I see what you mean. It's like the same objective because it's that objective at that point. Yeah. Was to save Ace. Pretty much. So and it all started from. It started. It, started, it started, started more in Amazon Lily than anything. Yeah. But the bigger theme, from my perspective, is loss, because Sabayoti. That's where we see Luffy and all the Shaw Hats pretty much losing. Yeah. And that's where that starts. He gets to Amazon Lily, and then we figure out Ace is going to be executed. Again, going with that, the theme of loss gets to Impel Down. He's about to save Ace. Ace is already taken out. He lost his opportunity there. Then we have to go to the war. And the war is essentially where he loses Ace. Yeah. So for me, it's more so about the theme of that arc that I'm I, thinking I about. So it's the same thing for Ennis Lobby and Water 7, where it's all about saving Robin. Well, it didn't become about... Si- well, actually... No, you're right. It was, it was about... Because si- Robin yeah. disappeared. And yeah, were, because were, even before that, legit couple episodes or chapters, depending on what you're looking at, it was when we met Aokiji. Yeah. And then we get into Water 7. And then we get into Ennis Lobby. So it's, it's mainly focused around Robin. So again, right. Robin's that theme. So that's how I'm looking at it, but... Yeah, I can't. Again, I can't. everyone, everyone kind of looks at that differently, which I no, get. no, I, I can definitely respect that perspective because, uh, I mean, even though I wouldn't uh, put them all together, I see where you're coming from because it ha- all has the same theme at the end yeah. of the day. Each of because uh, Ennis Lobby and Water Seven, the reason I pair them together is the same thing. It's basically the same arc. You're basically it's basically the same enemy. Yep. Each of those arcs, though, com- uh, which which is what's different from Water Seven and Ennis Lobby. Each had different antagonists. Yeah. Because they were not villains, antagonists, because uh, Bo Hancock was an antagonist for a little bit of a time mm-hmm. before she became uh, his ally. Yep. Then uh, the antagonist, could we say it was Magellan? Yeah, it was Magellan, the, the poison guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was Magellan. And then the, oh my goodness. And then, uh, yeah, the Paramount was basically the government. <laughs> it was the, it was the uh, antagonist. Ooh, man, Amazon package came in. There's nothing that gives me more joy than the Amazon package coming in. <laughs> <laughs> so I wanna I wanna leave off this section of the episode with a question. Cause I just kind of now thought about it. Would you say that there is a possibility that King is stronger than Kaido? I'm asking this because look at everything Zoro was able to do against Kaido. That he's not able to do against King. Well, you also have to put into consideration that Zoro's not a hundred percent. He's still not really a hundred percent. He's it's ba- it's because the medicine, even though it helped him to get up, it's just basically like, okay, this is enough for you to fight, and you're going to end up t- two times as fucked up as you were before. Okay, so fair enough, yeah. And if anything, 
uh, King King being so strong, it just exemplifies how strong Kaido is, because because Kaido is pretty much coded in the um, the Conqueror's hockey. Yeah. So while King just has that endurable skin. Durable saying, I'm, I'm sure he has hockey of some kind, but look. Oh, 100%. Un- unless, unless you can jump from the freaking sky trying to kill yourself and live, I, 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 bro, I don't know. Uh, All right, yeah. No. I, 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 can't, I can't put you above, <laughs> can't yeah. put you above Kaido, bro. Yeah. Because, he got captured by the Marines, what, 18, 19 times? They tried to kill him, never could. Right, and you also have to, you also have to think about this. His people were considered gods, right? Yeah. Why would somebody who's considered a god decide to work under Kaido? You see what I'm saying? That's true. So that I, I think Kaido is on a is on a whole different. I mean, Kaido this whole arc has shown like he's shown his. Uh, he, he's, he's not sh- to be messed with. Yeah, he's shown his muscle a couple times. Yeah. So he, this dude took down took out the Akazaya Nine with the mix. This <laughs> this dude this dude beat Luffy like three times. Twice. Either he way. Fought, either yeah, way. Yeah, he fought. He fought all of the worst generations. Like, like this. Like, I, I, I think we understand the the capabilities of Kaido yeah. by now. Yeah. So, uh, all right, fair enough. Yeah. So I, I don't think I don't think King is even on his level. To be honest, it's and and it's like and it's and it's the same thing as the Zoro and Luffy debate. And for instance, when I say that he's way stronger than King. That's not to say that, like, for instance, if King and Kaido fought that, King wouldn't put up a good fight. He'd probably still give him, like, you know, he'd probably give him a couple of bruises. But at the end of the day, Kaido was, oh, mopping the floor with him. Same 100%. thing. Same thing that I'd say with the Luffy and Zoro argument. Like, yeah. Because, like you know, me and my brother, we had this argument, like, well, not argument, but we had a discussion. He said, if Luffy and Zoro fought, who would win? I, I was like... Undoubtedly, Luffy. Although I will say, Luffy's not gonna get out of that battle unscarred. Like, no, Zoro's going to do like Zoro going to do something. He's he's gonna Zoro's gonna leave a mark. Hundred percent. Like just like with Kaido, it's like he might out of one, but I don't know he got cut. Yeah, Kaido knows for sure who cut him. Yep. So, uh, yeah, that's that's the that's basically that question, but. Great chapter, really. Oh, and it's not going to be a break. I'm, I'm actually very surprised because normally, some after something epic like that. Oh, and, and it ended with he's like, he's like my my king's uh my king's uh will is to be the best soldier. I'm like yo, I'm like yo, it's game. I'm it's like Zoro is that nigga, bro. It's game. Zoro is that guy. It's game. And and you know what? I can understand why my brother loves him so much, even though my brother he forces a little bit. Like he, <laughs> Carl, Carl would bend the knee for Zoro. <laughs> <laughs> Call, call, like, call would literally get on his knees and do what he got to do. I'm not going to say what he going to do verbatim, but, you know, he, he loved him some Zoro action. But we'll, we'll leave that up to the listener's imagination. Yeah, yeah. You use your own <laughs> imagination. But, but, no, this was a great chapter for Zoro. And I love how in Wano, like, when, like, how everyone's kind of getting their own, like, mini, like, power up mm-hmm. a little bit. And it's kind of, and it's like, and they also get into the characteriz- characterization of the character too. So, characters I don't think we're gonna get much characterization on is Usopp, Brooke. Yeah, Usopp and Brooke. I think those are for later. So Brooke more for Laboon. Yeah. And Usopp when we get to Elbaf. I think Frankie too, because yeah, his battle's Frank- over. Yeah, Frankie? his battle's over, but uh, more like character development for him because he also. I think has he's gonna the- be for Vegapunk. Yeah, I, I think, think so. Because remember, he he has the plans for um, what's the ship Pluton? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, he has the ideas for that, or he has them memorized. So he's already valuable in that sense, yeah. which is why he has that bounty. Yeah, One Piece is just good. I could just literally do like a whole fucking episode on One Piece. Bro. Oh my god, easily. But uh, that okay. would be like three hours though. So. Oh, three hour facts, <laughs> facts. <laughs> but uh, okay. So I think this is uh. I think this is a safe way to transition to Hawkeye. So, Hawkeye, watch on Disney Plus now. They should be paying me to advertise for them. But, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, from my understanding, because the first two episodes are out, yep. uh, they go back and forth between, well, not back and forth, so they have a scene with the little girl, like the girl. So, Kate Bishop. Yeah, Kate Bishop. Yeah, Kate Bishop. It's good that you pointed that out. So, she, <laughs> so basically during the, first Avengers movie, like, during that chaos, it kind of shows, like, 
where her inspiration kind of comes from. Like, yep. how she, like, the first thing that caught her attention was Hawkeye. She's like, oh, that's cool. But during that whole travesty, her dad dies. Her dad dies, and, you know, but then the mother gets rich somehow, which uh, I think she's part, what, is she some type, she's part of, like, some type of organization? I don't know. It didn't really say. I, I think she might have already been rich. It didn't, yeah, it didn't. Because the, where they were living, it didn't seem like it was, like, a small building. It was a large building. Yeah, but it and seemed they were basic. In like, it's, well, not basic, but it seemed like, I don't know. It seemed normal-ish. Yeah. Fair. Yeah, we'll, we'll assume she got rich. Um, it doesn't really specify how she got rich, but um, pretty much 2012 is a battle of New York against Loki and all of the Shatari, was it? so. Yeah. Um, We're the aliens in the first Avengers. Pretty much. <laughs> we, we, we should know this, but whatever. Um, but then we get into the present... And then we see her in college with her friends, pretty much. And she is amazing at archery. Uh, she was pretty much called the next Hawkeye by some people, she claims. Uh, we don't really hear that. We don't see that. And then also, she is um, two-time world champ in yeah, when it comes to, like... In fencing or some shit? Fencing and a lot of, like, other swords. Yeah, so she's basically, like, a superhero prodigy. I pretty guess. much. So, yeah, she she is a fan of Hawkeye. I think idolizing Hawkeye might be a little bit too much to say, but it probably could well, be Well, I that. say idolizing because, like, when... Because she's... In, first of all, she's definitely inspired by him. Yes. Definitely. She, he is the very uh, reason why she decided to, you know, get into archery and fencing and all that other good stuff. 100%. Second... When she meets Hawkeye, like, in the second episode, she, like, almost loses her shit. Like, she's just like, oh, my God, can I get an autograph? Can I get an autograph? Yeah. And uh, Kate Bishop's character, I don't know. I it, I mean, it's to me, it's like a typical female, you know, oh, my God, I can do everything by myself, Marvel female superhero. And not that that's a bad thing. And, you know, I'm not saying, you know, I'm not saying that... Uh, that female superheroes are bad or whatever, but it's just like I just feel that a lot of them are the same. Like they're 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 basically the same sides of different coins. Like okay. they're they're it's they're um they're basically the same personality except they're different superhero names. Okay. Like uh maybe some more extreme than others, but in terms of in terms of uh mentality uh, Captain Marvel and Kate Bishop, they're not that far apart. In my opinion, they're not. They're, they're really not that far apart. Uh, Black, Black Widow and Kate Bishop, in terms of mentality, they're not that far apart. To mm. me, they're, they're almost all the same. They, they all strive to be independent. They don't really like help like that. I mean, mm. they'll take the help, but I mean, I don't. That's just what I see in terms of Marvel female superheroes in general. I, mean, I, I, I got to disagree on the, the Black Widow comparison. Okay. Because for that, we have to look at her background. She didn't... She didn't have that stable, like, environment to grow up in. She was kind of moved around all around. Uh, part of that Red Room, um, pretty much like brainwashed for the most part. Yeah. So for her not wanting help... That comes down to a lot of trust issues that she may have, which is understandable. When you're in a room like that, you're pretty much brainwashed and everyone is kind of like out for their own and you are a skilled assassin and you were brought up that way. I wouldn't really want help either because how do I know I can actually That's trust true. You? So, okay, although the circumstances are different and I understand that, all I'm saying is that there's definitely, uh, there's definitely that temperament that marvel uses for the female superhero okay just just as for example with like certain heroes my brother will always joke like oh like the main guy has to be a troll he has to be funny and he has to catch <laughs> you still cut like for the main characters of marvel you have that yeah uh you uh you had that with iron man yeah you had that with even the latest movie shane chi spider-man come on spider-man he is the very that's always spider-man's character though but he regardless is. that's true that's true but that trope has been going on with Marvel. Even like even Thor. Thor 
in mm. the beginning, he was a lot more serious. As it as uh, started with Ragnarok, he started well, not Ragnarok actually. I think yeah. it started a little before that. No, no, no it started with Ragnarok. If anything, maybe like in um, Age of Ultron, but more so his standalone film Ragnarok. That's where we yeah, he started that. being more of a troll and being more of a little bit more of a funny guy. So, I mean, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, Kate Bishop is fine. She's okay. Uh, she's she, again, she's just a typical female teenage hero from from a Marvel movie. Like it's it doesn't do anything for me personally. All it's right. not good. It's not bad. It's just it's just there for me personally. Uh, oh, and of course, Hawkeye. Uh, very simple story. Mm-hmm. He wants to. Uh, I mean, he's he wants to be there with, for his kids during the holidays. Uh, what what during which time is the present? Is it? Uh, it's around Christmas. We know that much. So that was gonna be my question. Actually, is where does this fall post Infinity War? Because we know Eternals is maybe a week after. Um, what else was there? Same thing for WandaVision. WandaVision, I think, was a week after, just about. Um, Falcon and Winter Soldier, that was six months. Yeah, yeah, six months. And uh, I mean, it's definitely after Infinity War. I yeah. just don't know how far into but, Infinity War it is. Yeah. I, th- something I'm confused about, though, is the timeline. Because I read somewhere that at the same time the Eternals is happening is when Falcon and Winter Soldier is happening. So yeah. I don't know how far apart that... I don't know how far from the truth that is as to like that timeline... Versus, like, where apparently Falcon and Winter Soldier was happening months after. Yeah. So, that that's pretty much my question. Um, I think that's the main thing I'm confused about. Once I can put that together, you know, shit makes sense. Yeah. Um, but then we also have to look at what's upcoming, which next month is Spider-Man. Where does that take place? Because... I mean, timeline... I mean, we can figure out the timeline. That's... that's I mean, that, that's kind of irrelevant to the. <laughs> Is it though? No, I mean, I mean, in terms of uh, critiquing the show. Oh, that, gotcha. That's gotcha. what I mean. Gotcha. Uh, Fair enough. So, I mean, story. I mean, it's the, the story. Seem, I mean, for the first two episodes, it's basically Hawkeye uh, tracking the suit. Some mm-hmm. type. Of, I think the suit of the Ronin. Yeah. Or uh, yeah, and we know one got like one uh, billionaire douchebag has it and. It appears his uh, Kate Bishop's mom is also like a part of some organization. I don't know if she knows that her fiance and his uncle are part of this like society. Right. She know she knows they're rich, but I don't think she knows that they're part of this underground like black market society. I thought she did because when she was because the uncle was talking with her mom. And she, and then when, she, like, uh, when the mom, came, like, when she snuck up on her mom, she was like, "Why are you let him talk to you like that?" So mm. I don't know. I, I mean, to my knowledge, I suspected that she knew a bit of some kind, but maybe she doesn't. It, it's it's possible because um, yeah, what's his face? The his her fiance took the sword. He took the sword. Kate Bishop uh, had the suit. She wore it. Uh, this is all episode two. Um, no. Is this episode two or episode one? Wait, wait, when she takes Where, the suit? Yeah. Oh, I, no. I when, think when, that's... When Kate fights with the... With a, the I don't think she fought with the suit. She fought she did. with the type. She did? Yeah, yeah, she fought with the suit on. Yeah, so I think that was, that was episode, episode one. one. That was episode one. Yeah, so she fights with the suit um, and ends up fighting the tracksuit mafia, <laughs> yeah. which those guys are clowns. <laughs> that, that's kind of funny. Um, tracksuit mafia... They figure out who she is because they essentially followed her. And they essentially burn down her house. One of the firefighters ends up taking the suit. And he enjoys LARPing, apparently, which is <laughs> live-action role-playing. That was funny. That is, man. That dude was such a loser. I'm sorry. That dude, that dude said, oh, I gotta, I gotta kill you. I gotta, I gotta get, it's the, it's the best thing that I got. It's like, let let me, let me just kill you. Like, you get to be here every day. Let me, let me have this just once. (laughs) (laughs) But I think, I don't know. So far, I'm interested in the story. 
because it's, in, it's intriguing. Uh, we we are we can already tell that what's it, the I can't even think of his name. The fiance is an asshole, and we know he's hiding something. I assume that he killed his father to get the inheritance because he kind of made a little bit of a threat. It wasn't even a threat, but it was just like, hey, when you die, I'm going to have that money. I'm going to have the inheritance so I can pay for this. I I just assumed that her dad died during the... uh, Oh, no, not her her dad. The fiancé. Oh! Okay, 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 okay. So I assume that he killed (coughs) the dad with the Ronin sword. I assumed that, too. Like, it, it makes sense. Because he stole the sword. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he stole the sword during the uh, the first episode. Yeah. So, I don't know. For me, that makes sense. We'll see what happens. But um, I'm interested to see where the story goes. I don't know a lot of these characters. And personally, I don't want to look them up to learn their backstory. Because I feel like that's going to take away from what I'm watching. I mean, honestly, this the show is fine. It's okay. Like... I don't see because I mean as they've mentioned these shows aren't really gonna have a huge impact. I mean they're gonna have an impact, but not like a mega impact on like this Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. So it's like I mean it's cool for the moment, but it's like it's okay. Like it's it's fine. And again, it's only two episodes, so I'm not going to give my full on opinion on the show overall until yeah. it's done. But my impressions on it, it's fine. It's okay. Like yeah, so far. I mean. Hawkeye's okay. I mean, he was. I mean, I always thought he was one of the weaker ones in the like in terms of characters in the Avengers. Uh, but I mean, you could also get say that because he didn't really get much screen time compared to the others, which is fine, which is a fair, uh, which is a fair critique. But yeah, he, especially with the fact that he was brought up in Thor for like what ten five minutes, if that. Yeah, and then he kind of disappeared, and then we see him again in Avengers. Avengers, yeah. yeah. So, so he, he doesn't really get as much importance placed upon him. I mean, he's he's important during Endgame. Oh, he he yes yeah, he he is he is important, but he doesn't get that importance put upon him until pretty much then. Correct, and I and and and, and to Hawkeye's credit, he was badass in Endgame. Like he 100%. was he was basically like a ninja and just didn't give a damn, and he was starting to. To Merc folks. Yep. That Hawkeye. I love that Hawkeye. Yeah. But uh And that's I, that's the the Hawkeye or Ronan as he was called, which is which was pretty much giving issues to a lot of like the underground um underground villains, underground mafias, whatever you want to call them. Yeah. And now it's kind of coming back as to where everyone <laughs> the world's repopulated again. Yeah. Half of that population's back. So now we're kind of seeing Everyone kind of regroup. Uh, where was I going with that? <laughs> uh, we're seeing everyone regroup. So now, you know, now he wants to kind of have that normal life since he has his family back. Right. But, you know, the Ronin suit and everything are gone, which he's fine with. But now that it's come back into the light, he has to get it back and he has to pretty much hide it. Um, something that I am interested in. When the... The mask, the mask, the tracksuit mafia came in. They were specifically looking for a watch. Everything else was secondary. Uh, I saw something online that said it was the Iron Man watch that he used mm-hmm. when um in Civil War mm-hmm. that had his suit. Why do you think they were looking for that? That's a good question. I wouldn't know. Uh, the Iron, like the. Mm, maybe it has something that they're looking for specifically. Uh, what that is, I'm not entirely sure. Cause the act, the watch part, you just made me remember yeah. <laughs> that part. Yeah, because he said, "Listen, we we have 90 seconds. We're looking for the watch. Everything else is secondary." And that was it. I mean, it could just be due to the fact that it's some type of Stark technology. Because I mean, yeah. as like for example, in uh, the last Spider-Man movie, like people were basically like you know, killing themselves for, like, that Stark... Uh, what was it? That thing that Mysterio was using. Oh, the drones. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so it, it could just be because of that, but maybe there's something there's something more. I'm not entirely... I don't know. Like, it's... Because, I mean, this... This show is clearly a passing of the mantle mm-hmm. of Hawkeye. That's mm-hmm. clearly what it's going to be because 
He wants no, yo. He wants nothing to do with being Hawkeye. No, he want. He just wants to legit be with his family. Yeah, he wants to be a family man now. And she, I mean, huh, I mean, I, Kate Bishop is whatever to me. I don't care. I really do not care for <laughs> Kate. I really don't like. She's not. She's not that interesting to me. She's, a, she's now. Are the, you talking more from like the comic? book perspective or I'm talking just in general. what we're seeing okay I'm talking in general because it's something we've seen it we've been there done that it's not ju- it's not new it's not really all that like mind blowing we've seen okay. this shit before okay you see what I'm saying yeah. so it's you know it's nothing it's nothing that tickles my panties sorry it just doesn't <laughs> so I'm just you know, like you, again you have your typical you have your typical teenage superhero you know very aspiring, wants to save the world, but is in over her head a little bit, a little bit of an asshole, uh, does things that are, oh, does things that, oh, um, that might be too much for her to handle, but mm-hmm. she doesn't know any better because she doesn't have any experience, but yeah. has, but in general has a good heart, has her suspicions, but I've seen it all before. I've seen it all. It's nothing new. It's, it's, it's reuse and recycle. Yep. It's not bad. It's mm-hmm. not terrible, but I've, I've seen this before. It's, it's not like, exciting. Yeah, to me, it's not. It's just not. Exci- it's not that exciting to me. It's. Mm-hmm. It, is it bad? No, it's fine. It's. It's. It's okay. Like if, it's a good way to waste two hours. Well, it's. It's like what the episode was like forty five. <laughs> forty five minutes. minutes. Well, not even because the, they add the cre- like the beginning credits and then the last credits. So it's really you really got like forty minutes. Yeah. About forty minutes and then um, yeah. So it's about an hour and some change. Yeah, like 20 almost minutes. two hours. Yeah. So it's a good time. To, it's a good way to waste time, but it's. I mean. I am intrigued to see where the story goes. I want to see how he passes that mantle on. If he even... Like, maybe he's going to give the Ronin suit to Kate. I mean, I think that would be pretty cool. I mean, but... I feel like it's to some uh, uh, some aspect, he is going to continue his role, but he's not going to be Hawkeye. He's going to continue to be Ronin. That, so. That's my prediction. And then Kate Bishop is going to be Hawkeye. Well, that That's my prediction. Yeah, I but, could be wrong. That's not far off, but I don't... That would hold true if I saw that he wanted to still continue to pursue that kind of lifestyle, if you know what I mean? Because yeah. the show, he's, he, he doesn't really... I mean, he hasn't shown me that he really wants to continue doing that anymore. So, and he's just kind of doing that, like, getting the suit back so that, you know, he can just get the suit back. Cause the thing is, like, he, honestly, like we've said, he just wants to go back to his family, enjoy Christmas, yeah. enjoy, like, enjoy being a father... And, you know, call it a career. Yep. And it's just really this one thing that's preventing him from doing that. Now, it's he's probably going to end up mentoring Kate Bishop to a point. Oh, yeah. Which is obvious. He already but, started. Yeah, exactly. I mean, unintentionally started. Yeah. So, I mean, it's I mean, it's fine. It's, it's, it's okay. Yeah. Like, I don't... This, this was one of the series that I wasn't that excited for, honestly. Like... Again, Hawkeye, yes, he is an important character, and I'm happy he's getting his spotlight. Because, again, introduced during Thor for, like, five minutes, brought back again two or three movies later for Avengers, and then we only really see him in Avengers movies. He never really has yeah, his yeah. own standalone, like, he, he doesn't have his own story. Right. So now we're getting a story for him, and it's post when he lost his family and gets his family back. Yeah. So I can respect the fact that they're doing that. But again, I'm just not... I'm not fully invested into the show just yet. I'm interested, but not yeah. fully invested. Same. I, I'm definitely intrigued. Definitely intrigued, without a doubt. So, yeah. Because I, mean, I, don't, I don't know much about like Hawkeye and like whatever villain team I have. I don't either. I'm just going based on the show and uh, my previous... Uh, Experiences watching the Marvel Cinematic movies. Yeah. So, like I've like I've said, like I've been saying a million times, it's fine. Yep. It's nothing that it, it's it's whatever to me. Like I'm, just, I, I mean, it is intriguing, like how he's like how he's going to train Kate Bishop mm-hmm. and how she's going to end up because I'm more interested in how she's going to be towards the end more so than the process on how it happens. Yeah. If you see what I'm saying. Yeah. Because we all know. Hawkeye is not going to be Hawkeye forever. Nope. He's going to pass the man- he's obviously going to pass the mantle to Kate Bishop. I just want to see how like how it happens and what happens to Hawkeye after 
you know, all this happens because she's clearly going to be like, again, she's clearly like getting the mantle for Hawkeye. Yeah. Clearly. Yeah. So. I mean, good for her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Good for her. I mean, who knows? People might call me a misogynist. I mean, it's just, I mean, a lot of the Marvel tropes, it's like, um, it's not even only for her, like the female uh, Marvel superheroes. I don't care uh, that the Marvel, the male Marvel heroes or the main Marvel heroes are trolls. It's like you have to have a troll in every single movie, which is fine because it can work for, it can definitely work for certain movies. Mm -hmm. But, you know, sometimes I would like a more serious movie, but, you know, it's not, it's not about what I want because I understand you have to try to attract the casuals as well. Exactly. So I, I understand that aspect too, but it's like, do we need, do we really need to the main character to make you laugh every single time? Like, do we really need that? I mean, yeah, sometimes it's cute, but it's like, I, I could do without it. I could really do without it. Like, yeah, I, I respect that. I, I get it. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. But I mean, Hawkeye has a promising start. I mean, I can say it's better than Wandavision so far. I mean, Wandavision was I. I didn't care for it personally. Damn. But I don't know. As a whole, in everything that is going to be what Phase Four, I I enjoyed it for that reason because. That and Loki are pushing the story forward. True. True. To that extent, I enjoyed it. Uh, when it comes to like the changing of like the decades, I was kind of interested in that and how they pulled that off because the first three episodes were actually done in front of like that live audience. Yeah. So, you know, the fact that they were able to do that, nah. I mean, it was interesting to see that. Yeah. I was, do I think that? Do I think it should have been the first show that they released? No. But, again, COVID kind of pushed everything. I think it's the first show that was released because it was the least interesting out of all of them. And so, in <laughs> the only way that it was going to get the viewers that it did... I mean, it was going to get viewers regardless because you have people that literally gargle and suck the Marvel Universe... <laughs> but I, but I think that if you release like the other like Winter and Falcon Soldier first or whatever, WandaVision was going to get decimated in terms of views. So the fact that uh, it was the I'm gonna disagree. In ter- in the fact that it was the first thing, it was kind of like oh, this is the only thing Marvel that we have to look forward to for a while. So let's just check out WandaVision. I gotta disagree because originally, WandaVision was gonna come out in November, and then Doctor Strange was gonna come out in December. And we already know that those two tie in together. So I think with that, and you know, for people like me that enjoy seeing how stories come together and why like A connects with B, I think people would have been interested to watch WandaVision and then next month get Doctor Strange, go to the movies and see how everything kind of ties together. You know what? That, that makes sense. Yeah. Makes so sense. I, I don't... WandaVision wouldn't have, like, really lost viewership. I think it probably would have gained more if COVID didn't happen and all of that. But that's pretty much it. Um, you know what? That makes sense. Yeah. So it is what it is. So give me... Actually... No, we're good. But yeah, um, I think that's really it. So going forward... What we're gonna get one episode every week, right? Every yeah, we're Wednesday, try every week, something like that. We're gonna try for it because you know we gangsters out here. We trying to we trying to be more like the white man. We trying to we trying <laughs> to be consistent. We trying to we trying to you know up our a game in terms of being on time and clocking in and all that other good stuff. But no, that's uh the goal is to get an episode a week. So uh we'll I mean. The format will be discussing manga chapters. I mean, of course, One Piece, My Hero Academia. Uh, we will. I mean, I'm gonna try to recommend have some manga recommendations. I mean, we're gonna talk our typical shit. All I right. mean, our, our typical shit. So I'm about uh, it. Things for things to look forward to next week. That is going to be the Cowboy Bebop uh, review. That was supposed to be this episode, but I personally wanted to watch the anime and then watch the live action because it's been. It's been almost ten years since I've seen Cowboy Bebop, and I don't remember. I don't remember a lot. I'm watching. I've never seen the anime, so I'm watching the live action first. Then I'm gonna watch the anime, and yeah. then do my comparison for there. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So I mean, to give again to give you guys a fair review because uh, I I didn't for me I think it would have been misingenuous to watch the live action and then judge it off that when. 
I think it's very important when things are like when there's when the original content exists. I think it's like it's always fair to give it due diligence to watch the original. Uh, to watch the original creation first before you watch the new thing. Hundred percent. So, I mean, even though I did watch Cowboy Bebop, that was so long ago, and I was a different person, and I was just, <laughs> I was probably eating bun on and rice while the freaking while it was fading. While I was watching in the background, to be honest, so there wasn't a lot of episodes I really remembered. That's so. Right. Uh, but no, I'm actually really looking forward to that because I'm basically almost done with the anime. Like, uh, okay, I mean, again. For the second time. It's only one season, right? Yes, yeah, 26 episodes. Okay, yeah, that's all I saw on Netflix. So I wasn't sure if they came out with more than yeah, one season 20, for that. it's 26 episodes. And I will, you know what? I will actually save my comments for the next episode because uh, some things about Cowboy, my opinion on it has kind of changed a little bit. Interesting. Yeah, just a little bit. All right. So, you know, we should have Lou for that one. Lou did say that he would be in for this episode. Yep, and I think your brother said he might be here too, so... Oh, okay. That should be awesome. It's going to be yeah. a great, great episode. So, yeah, you know, since it's only me and Sasha, you know, it's a little short, but, you know, we hold it down because that's what we do. We're perfect Haitian men. <laughs> that's what we do. And speaking of that, kind of, a little, little segue, uh, I need to actually definitely say huge thank you to Danny for being a big help when it comes to a lot of this stuff because... Again, we're starting from the bottom and, you know, we all got to start out somewhere and get some help. Shout out to Dan. That's a perfect Puerto Rican man right there. Facts. That that, that is a beautiful man with long hair. Pause. Pause. He he has hair that I wish that I could could never get, bro. I mean, he jealous of the beard, so I guess it all works out. But no, really, shout out to Danny. Check out his... Uh, Black Room Reviews podcast, and he even has a fighting uh, YouTube. Uh, the Finish Him Combat Sports Channel. Finish Him Combat. He's very knowledgeable on uh, on uh, contact, not contact, but like is it contact? anything fight sports? Yeah, fight much. sports. Yeah. He's very knowledgeable. Combat on sports. Combat sports. There we go. No, but and, he, and he's and he's entertaining as fuck. So he's, he is. Uh, and then I also want to give a shout out to someone that I consider a little sister, Diana, who was a big help on you know us getting some of our equipment such as being the macbook that we have in front of us so hey, shout out to diana thank you for that all right you know this just uh i want to shout out to myself because i'm a perfect haitian man no, i'm just kidding this <laughs> man <laughs> no no but to everybody that helped us if we didn't uh if we didn't name y'all we like to really thank y'all um again if there's any hiccups, we apologize. We are literally starting from the bottom. It's only up from here. It's only up from here. So hey, pretty much. Again, check out Danny's podcast, Black and Reviews, and you know, check out his combat sports uh channels, which is on YouTube, right? What's yep. it called again? Finish him uh wow, I just had it. Finish him combat sports. Finish him combat, yes. Very entertaining. Only thing I wouldn't recommend is being around Danny when he's drunk watching boxing. It is now, actually, no, I'd, I'd recommend that, too, because it is funny <laughs> as hell. But Drunk Danny is awesome, Danny. Yeah, it, it is. He is. That is when he is at his most free. <laughs> he is a free man. But, uh, no, uh, next episode will be the Cowboy Bebop review. So, uh, really looking forward to that, and I will see you guys next time. All right. Have a good one, guys. Thank you for listening. See ya. And subscribe, nigga. There we go.